Welcome back to episode 164 of the Block Runner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussions. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we react to the news on XRP not being a security. Next, the bull is back, looking into what this means for the crypto market. Then we examine how Apple's business thinking can help develop the metaverse components. And finally, Iman and I talk about the long roadmap for the metaverse. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 164 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What up, what up, what up? On the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. All right. We just got done recording XRP has sparked the bull run pretty much so it's official yeah so yeah so xrp no longer a security at least in specific ways yeah right a token can be a security by the way it's not always a security um unlike what gary gensler is saying everything on crypto is a security other yeah. bitcoin yeah, we're just kind of piggybacking on this i guess or not us like the whole market is mm-hmm. as far as like uh I guess the the broader crypto web three market has been looking for like a catalyst or an indicators like, all right, now we all collectively have a reason to be bullish again. Yeah. Like, but you know, if you've been watching this podcast or our YouTube videos, we've been bullish for a while now. Oh yeah. And all it takes is to actually pay attention to what's being built, right? Like f- fuck the regulation noise and all that stuff. Yeah. That's the boring stuff. We actually reluctantly even recorded that video or reacted to that news. Yeah. Because to us, it's like, dude, I mean, it's important, right? Because it has, like, you know, systemic implications and whatnot. Yeah. But fuck, that's, like, the most boring thing to, like, <laughs> be good, like, boring. to, like, look at as, like, this is it. We got our green light to, like, be bullish again. Yeah. But I understand this. That's how these markets operate. But we chose a different route, right? On mm-hmm. this on this podcast, this channel is to focus on, like, new innovations, right? And that's what led us to... Uh, the f- developments happening in AI with like Vitenser and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That was a big one. Um, we talked a little bit about like the whole liquid staking market that's developing on Ethereum, LSD Fi. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's like an interesting new like derivative market. Uh, and then of course the ordinal stuff. That's yeah. the stuff we've been like really been sinking into. And yeah, like, ordinals yeah. is still so new. It's barely like six months old, right? Since, uh, since Casey, January, right? Yeah, since Casey Runmore's blog post and GitHub and all that. Yeah, we found it like as early as you can, you know, like like February, March time frame. February, yeah, before like any before the only way to like inscribe an ordinal was if you had a Bitcoin full node. This is like pre like services yeah. and tools were existing, right? So we were looking into this stuff like, wow, this is a brilliant concept right somebody came up with like a mm-hmm. a pretty cool way to leverage you know i guess the data of bitcoin's blockchain in a way that's never been done just to like bring in more more value to right. bitcoin right so right. yeah we were excited to see where that was going to go and the first thing we said is well we need more infrastructure right in order for this to be taken seriously and then the yeah. infrastructure has come yep and then once it did it was like all right well then we need like some you know <laughs> What do you, whatever you want to call it, some some big big dick energy essentially, <laughs> aka Yuga Labs was the first step, right? Yeah. Let me drop some Skittles, fifteen million, easy, yeah, easy. Yeah. Uh, you got you got Frank the Gods came in, did his Bitcoin launch ordinals. What else? What else has happened, dude? Um, pretty much everything since then. Yeah, BRC twenties. Yeah. 
That's right. Bitmap. Bitmap. I mean, the whole damn thing is just flourishing and, and, you know, expanding before our eyes. Yeah. I mean, we have, we're going to talk about here Yatsu. I mean, actually, take a look at this. So Yatsu says, Bitcoin having its own crypto culture moment Mm. with ordinals, just like Ethereum did with NFTs five years ago, underscores the importance of how culture will drive mass adoption. Yeah, this is a big deal. And then look at this. Mass adoption into the open metaverse. (laughs) Right. Well, that's no surprise. Yatsu is... One of the OG like uh, believers in the metaverse concept, big investor into the sandbox. So yeah, AKA sandbox next target, right? That's right. Hashtag yeah. next target. Yeah. All right. So, um, in that tweet, there's like this um this link here, and it says there's one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, the interplay of NFT culture has been very close. Uh, to my heart for the, for years, I have often remarked that while Bitcoins are store of value, NFTs are store of culture. I'm now forced to revise that statement since ordinals now uh, allow denominations of Bitcoin to serve as stores of culture. Interesting. That's an interesting way to put, you know, what's happening with ordinals and like, you know, what is, what are NFTs, mm-hmm. right? They're a store of culture mm-hmm. rather than, um, you know, a token, right? It's a token that represents culture. You mean like the, the, the JPEGs? Well, I guess anything, right? Anything that can onboard a community, essentially. Yeah, that's yeah. that's basically what we saw as like the killer feature, the killer app, killer use case for NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. It's the onboard community. Yeah. Align people towards a uh, common, whether it's a theme or a new IP has emerged, whatever. Everybody who owns has ownership in that. Like they, they have a shared vision or a mm-hmm. shared culture that they're all kind of like, you know, working towards. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess the big the big news here is, is big news here is like uh he's starting to see like these same early trajectories starting to play out in the ordinals ecosystem, right? Yeah, so he says five years ago, so that was in twenty seventeen. Right? Uh, no, no, no twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. What were you doing in twenty eighteen, dude? That was pre podcast, wasn't it? It was. That was like deep bear market stuff. Yeah. But I think he meant like four years ago, because 2019. That's whenever like NFTs yeah. were still kind of like. Yeah, it was a like CryptoPunks. I think it was like um, Decentraland, <laughs> Axie Infinity, Axie Infinity. Uh, there were some of them that were part of like the discussions in the whole ERC721 standard. Yeah, and CryptoPunks was the first one to come up with some standard, and then ERC721 came out, and then it, the whole thing. Oh, I, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. With the Crypto Kitties and stuff like that. Yeah, Crypto Kitties was the first one to use the standard because they came up with. Right. So yeah, that's basically where we are right now. Like even in the ordinals ecosystem, there's still a little bit of a fragmentation. Like one of the dilemmas, I guess, of like uh, ordinals. There's so many like um, like technical issues as far as like how do we create like robustness with ordinals? Yes. And it's difficult, right? Because there's no smart contract environment. Yeah. yeah, ordinals is literally injecting arbitrary data into the the block, into the information blocks of uh, the arbitrary aspect of a block. Yeah, in Bitcoin. Yeah. So it's just like text, images, you know, very basic stuff. Right, but of course everybody understands. You know, we can't just we can't. <coughs> sorry, <coughs> we can't expect long term sustainability with that lack yeah. of functionality. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think you can. And, uh, but, but then again, right. The, the culture is forming around this idea, this concept of injecting this arbitrary well, yeah. data. So what do you think it is? What, what is that? The thing, cause we've seen a previous attempts of like, uh, trying to create new value layers out, out of Bitcoin, you know, counterparty and such. Yeah. What, what is it? That's like, 
capturing people's mind and just focusing on ornals rather than anything like an additional functional layer on top of it. Yeah, like a stacks. Like, like, like well, yeah, why why aren't we building on top of stacks, for example? It would be like the more I guess like sensible thing to do. It would be. <laughs> because there's like a even though it's it's truly not as scalable as something like, I don't know, maybe like a polygon or something, like an L two counterpart yeah. in Ethereum. But it, it brings much more, you know, like I said, the robustness and the functionality needed to create, you know, some sort of a high high grade quality of a product, you know right. what I mean? Something that's more than just like an image. But I think you said it best. It it would be sensible to build on top of that. Right. But the market isn't sensible. <laughs> Is that so? That's the answer. Yeah, just that, like that's the, the answer. Literally, it's like whatever is the least sensible outcome. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not whatever is the least sensible is what's going to explode. Yeah. What what the decisions like? If you're a builder, you need to make a decision on what to build. Okay. And yeah. so you need to understand the markets to understand like exactly what to build, right? Mm -hmm. So the market sentiment, this market uh, attraction, the uh, the eyeballs, they're on the nonsensible things. They are. Right? right, they're not on well the sensible things like PRC seven twenty one or um, or stacks or right. any anything that makes makes it a little bit easier to use, a lot mm -hmm. more functional, a lot more you know all these things easier for developers. Yeah, basically, it's it's it kind of plays out in a lot of like tech history, right? It's not always That's the right. most technical or like the the most optimal technical solution or pathway is the one that's chosen or adopted yeah, right that's right for whatever reason in this case yeah a web3 it's very well understood culture drives these markets right yeah like manias narratives whatever you want to call it whatever you want to pinball there's a force out there that like yeah. people all of a sudden something there's like a lightning in a bottle moment among because there's like consistent experimentation happening everywhere but every now and then just something just takes off and we've seen right. this play out. Remember Vitalik? Yeah. He he uh, he started with Bitcoin, obviously, and he was like, "Hey, this is not scalable, but I can build something that developers can leverage blockchain, right?" So he built Ethereum, and it wasn't until Ethereum like had this like huge congestion problem until second layers mm. and like all this other stuff was built to alleviate that. Yeah, and like uh, all of a sudden the. the Every other layer one in the world was like, you know, yeah, we, we're much more scalable. You're never yeah. going to run into these issues yeah. over here. So build on our right. blockchain. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so not until a problem is like staring everybody's in the face. And we remember we were building on Ethereum. All of a sudden you couldn't purchase anything because the transactions were like $300. Yeah. It's like we can't like <laughs> sustain insane. a business. Yeah, we had a good little thing going for a mm -hmm. while, like during the bear market times like these where, you know, fees were r r realistic. Yeah. They're decent. <clears throat> you know, two bucks max, kind of like what we're experiencing right now on Bitcoin, so, yeah. sort of. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, like, you know, the NFT thing took off and it's like, man, all of a sudden it's it's just not feasible. So we had yeah. to sit on the sidelines and wait for like an L2 to develop. And I think that might, I don't know. I don't know if that same history is going to repeat itself for ordinals or not. Hmm. I mean, it kind of did briefly with uh, when BRC20s were first introduced. Yeah. There was like a brief like few day period where like the fucking fees just skyrocketed, dude. We were talking like 50, 60 bucks just to get like an order in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To where people were missing, myself included, I was missing full full mints, full mm -hmm. inscriptions, you know, because I was paying the fees, but I was getting, you know. You were getting outcompeted. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> to where like my, not only was my fee taken, it just, yeah. my, my my inscription was not delivered right? because I wasn't actually part of that. So these are the things that are really going to, I guess, like it's going to happen again is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because the, the 
that BRC20 Micromania is nothing compared to like how big this thing is going to get. Yeah. And I only draw that conclusion from previous experience, like the Ethereum stuff, you know? Yeah. And we got to remember Bitcoin is the first blockchain. And so it's the least scalable. Yeah. And so we're going to see this problem come up rather quickly and yeah. it could stop everything. Yeah. How big of an issue do you think this is going to be? Like, let's start to think about this. Well, just like you were saying, BRC20s was enough to congest it enough to where like, Many yeah. people lost on minting. Right. And then like the FUD attacks from like uh, the Bitcoin core devs started coming out. They yeah. were like sending internal emails to one yeah. another. It's like, how do we crush this basically? Yeah. yeah. Right. Because they were afraid. It's like, dude, if, if the network becomes too congested with all these spam attacks, what they called them, mm -hmm. then like, you know, our whole laser eye movement is fucked. You know, Argentina is going to burn to the ground. No, not Argentina. Uh, El Salvador. El, yeah, El, El Salvador. Is with all those kids are going to starve, all that yeah. stuff, right? That was the narrative that they were pushing. It's like, you guys don't care about the kids, you know? You know, it's funny that they mentioned that because there was a video by Slidebean I was telling you about. He went to El Salvador and he went to check out like this whole Bitcoin city thing that's happening over there. Yeah. So he went to go check it out. And because of... Uh, uh, the the president there, it's a lot safer. So he was he was chilling. He was like taking pictures with this giant camera, like looked like a, you know, someone visiting a, another country, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, he goes to visit these uh, this this Bitcoin city where people accept Bitcoin, and they did. But when you go and talk to the restaurants and the different people there, and they asked him, was like, what percentage of the transactions come in as Bitcoin? Mm -hmm. And people were saying it's like around three percent. Three percent. And so not a lot of people in El Salvador. Bitcoin, uh, you know, city and Bitcoin, like, uh, recognized as legal tender. Yeah. Not a lot of people are using it. Yeah. And so these, uh, laser eye people using that as an excuse or, I mean, it's just unfounded. Yeah. A lot of people aren't using Bitcoin in El Salvador. So what you're saying is like this whole laser eye thing is fake news, right? We shouldn't really yeah. be too concerned about it. I mean, that. at least according to this one YouTuber, which, yeah. you know, he's, it's really good. I'll, I'll link it into the, into the description. Okay. Did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built Mscribe, the first inscription platform built from the ground up for the metaverse on Bitcoin. Connect your bitmap ordinals and use our tools to bring your community into the virtual realm. Support us by joining the movement at mscribe.io. Like, comment, and subscribe for the latest alpha. Back to the video. Yeah, outside of all that, though, it was just because I was doing some onboarding myself with like a, you know, some friends they're interested mm -hmm. that's another indicator that i know like this oh, yeah. whole market's on the way i'm starting to get like inquiries right from from old friends say <laughs> <laughs> like, hey i want to buy some of these uh brc20s or you know uh, people are just asking how do i how do i buy crypto for the first time right okay yeah these brc20s that tells me that they have some history in crypto they probably right? watch our videos okay All right. <laughs> but the other ones who are just they're just interested in crypto maybe there's things circulating on tiktok i don't know yeah, their sentiment out somehow like penetrating into the mainstream was like they're they're thinking is like the time to buy is now. Yeah, I don't know who's getting through to them or what they're seeing on like you know mainstream yeah. media publications. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a thirty thousand dollar Bitcoin is pretty pretty expensive. Yeah, exactly. It's but like, they're still like you know I want to buy some. Yeah, can you teach me how stuff? So I'm starting to see some of that, but specifically towards the, the BRC twenty stuff and ordinals is. You know, trying to onboard somebody for the first time was definitely not like an easy thing. It, no, it took about not. like a whole hour just just to get somebody to the yeah the starting from zero point to you know getting your the proper wallet, uh, figuring out how to navigate on Unisat and stuff like that, yeah. and you know purchasing and then waiting for the right confirmations, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It it was a solid 
Yeah, saw Endeavor. it. Yeah, trying right. to explain all this stuff. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, the fact that they're inquiring, I mean, that's definitely an indicator, though. No, I agree. It's just the question I'm asking, though, is just, I guess, what's the scope of how big? Because, you know, the NFT or the last bull cycle did attract a large retail mania. Well, typically when you get onboarded to crypto, you start with Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. So, um, but the thing with ordinals is a traditional Bitcoin wallet doesn't recognize ordinals, right? So you have to download a specific ordinals wallet mm. uh, that recognizes ordinals. Yeah. Right. And so that, I guess that's the barrier to entry into this whole ecosystem. And so, but yeah. if it's downloading a new wallet, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You take your existing Bitcoin, send it to that new ordinal wallet, and now you're in the, in the ordinals ecosystem. Yeah, I guess for now, like that's that's probably how it's gonna start in like snowball, right? It's gonna start with the uh, you know the Web three natives, and they are the ones who are going to download these new wallets and uh, yeah, familiarize themselves with these new I guess processes and these new platforms and stuff to the point where there's a big enough market to where you know the 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 bigger fish are going to have to integrate these things like Coinbase. Yeah, uh, they did that for NFTs eventually, right? Yeah, so they will do that again for ordinals, you know. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, they will. It's almost like a guarantee. Yeah. At, at this pace, you know. So, and then at that stage is whenever you know retail can really start to get involved. I would, I would guess. Yeah, another one talking about ordinals is Vitalik. So that's a that's another big one. Yeah. Considering, like you said, he started out on Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's mostly been ghosting it for good reason. You know, he yeah. built like a new counterpart to it that was much more robust, yeah. enables a lot more. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, so Vitalik was talking about ordinals before Yatsu. And so I, I guess Yatsu was influenced by Vitalik Probably. because he's talking about builder culture on top of Bitcoin. Mm. And Yatsu is talking about just culture, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rep- being represented by an ordinal. Yeah, new digital assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty damn bullish, dude. So we have CZ coming out saying super positive things. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. All the basically the titans of this space are Lubin. They're aligning and they're all I think they're looking at this. I don't think they necessarily know like their entry points yet. Like I'm talking specifically Animoca brands. I don't think Vitalik Well, Animoca like, would probably just invest in like the whole ecosystem of ordinals, right? Projects building on ordinals. I would assume. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that just kind of like makes you understand how freaking early it is for all this, right? Yeah, they were they were spreading their seed like everywhere back in the day for yeah. NFTs, as an investor should, right? Yeah. So we haven't even seen that really. Yeah, we haven't seen one investment into the Ordinals ecosystem. It's true, like Not a big one. a big like uh, announcement of like a big uh, VC. You know, typically that's that's usually like a indication, like you know, the market's hot. Yeah. Right? We saw a lot of that the last cycle, so. I'm sure it has to do something with, like, the stability of this market because what if these developers do get together and, you know, eliminate ah. the spam? Yeah, but then they're setting themselves up for, like, a fork. You yeah, know? but they don't know that. Who? Oh, I guess you're right. They're setting up, yeah, a fork. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that would be too damaging, right? But ultimately, like, just still. Uh, that would. There's no way you can stop this ordinals thing, I don't think, at this point. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah, the miners are going to mine whatever gets them the most money. Yeah, this is definitely it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just uh, how long do we have until the happening? Like like less than a year, I think until April next year, something like that. Yeah, so we're getting close to that. 
So that's another thing we forgot to mention earlier. Yeah. It's like another like feels uh, like everything's lining up and it happens I know. every four years. Things line up. It's weird. Yeah, but I remember. I feel like last time it didn't feel this much like. That's uh, true. It didn't. You're right. Yeah, like it literally the we, happening happened and it was just like, let's move on. I guess. No, it was like pre-happening. Like some some like random like institution or or something published like a, like a thesis or like some some article. I remember. I remember specifically, and it said something like a bullish projection for like the the crypto markets that's how deep of a despair it was like you know the market was looking for anything to be bullish about right and this this one like a uh, publication came out and like i remember bitcoin shot off from like three thousand four thousand range up until like 11 yeah right yeah i don't know if you remember that but those are early early days yeah that's that's around when we started the podcast roughly yeah, yeah. i know so but i remember dude the the sentiment back then compared to now night and day yeah, completely. Different. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and then uh, once it shot up to eleven thousand, it it kind of kind of tapered off, and then we got COVID hit three thousand again, and yeah. then it just exploded from there. And COVID happened like pretty soon after the happening, right? Yeah, let me was, look it up, or maybe before. Not sure, but that was around right around COVID happened. It's like there was a lot of shit popping off, right? Yeah. We had Decentraland was starting to become a little more noticed, right? Because this was like when they actually launched their product. Yeah. NFTs in general, Axie Infinity was onboarding like their uh, core community. Play to Earn was starting to become realized. Gaming period in Web3. Look at that, dude. Look at that chart. We're getting closer. Yeah. About time. Uh, let's see. Uh, colors are messed up because of my glasses. What are you looking for? I'm looking for, uh, let, me, let me look for this. There we go. I'm looking for price projection. Let's go back to the good old rainbow chart. Damn, it's been a while since we. Dude, we're still under. Yeah, the rainbow, just, aren't let, we? Let me zoom in. Yeah. Okay, so this is when we wow. started the podcast. Uh, COVID happened. Yeah, I guess what I'm talking about is like that little pop that went from like blue to top yeah. end of green. Yeah. It was literally like yeah, that was like max despair times. Yeah. Some random institution published like something bullish, and then that that happened. And you're right, like a tapering, I guess, like that didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> and then COVID. Yeah, this is COVID right before the happening, dude. But during that one year stretch right there is when a lot of like the, you know, the big innovations started to occur. Yeah, yeah. Decentraland launched. DeFi yield farming. Uh, I mean NFTs were getting off the ground. NBA top shots people all that mm -hmm. stuff yeah. all this was happening during that time phase and then time phase and then after that this one never um michael Saylor. this is uh yeah. elon yeah i remember all of that dude it's amazing how we could just look at squealies and, and then, like yeah <laughs> recall like all these like events and then elon said bitcoin <laughs> is burning the planet and then it dumped from there <laughs> yeah then and what how did it get back up right there it's probably like uh yeah okay. it broke all-time high here that's probably when like Justin Bieber bought a board ape or something. Yeah. <laughs> just like the market went back up. And then something happened November 2021, right? Where like the show just oh yeah. Uh that's when Taproot was implemented, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? November 2021? Yeah. Yeah, that's a conspiracy. Like uh maybe like some of the hardcore Bitcoin holders, whales, were like uncertain of the future of Bitcoin during this time. It's like, you know what? Maybe there's a good time to exit the market before yeah. this upgrade. Who knows what it's gonna do? So yeah. That sounds about right. 
I I don't know. I'm just speculating. But really, it's probably just you know things were super frothy well, around that FTX time. FTX got hacked, or not no. FTX. Wait, when did FTX happen? That was like way later, like down there. Like oh, yeah, see that little dip here. right there. Yeah. yeah, this dip. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's so tiny in comparison. Fuck, dude, we've been through a lot, man. Holy shit, we are seasoned. You guys are forgetting the Elon SNL skit. That yeah. was like around the <laughs> top. Of the yeah, that was dude. top here. Yeah. No, it may have been like the second rung, like up there, like Doge. Yeah, I think that was yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. It's like the Doge mania. It's or market peak. That might have been market peak. There was a lot of indications, you know, fucking mechaverse. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Like PFP mania was just getting out of control around that time. Man, and dude, every time we get to these positions, we stop looking at the rainbow chart. Why do we do that? We're always looking at the rainbow chart when we're in the blue section every single time. It's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, but what's the point of looking at while we're on the up and up, you know? It's like, just enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah, that's the problem. It's going to last forever when it's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, there's no way it's ever going to come back down, dude. Yeah. That's that's the psychology of the market, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like emotionally, yeah. we're not, we're, we're being distracted when we're up here. Like NFTs, Elon, all this shit. It's like, we're never like disciplined. And it's, you know, it's just emotions. Well, I guess that's just like us, like uh, speaking from our experience, yeah. pretty much. But like the the actual disciplined ones are are doing that, right? Yes, and they're that's what I mean. If you go back and watch our videos, we're mm -hmm. not looking at a rainbow chart up here, dude. No, we're we're talking about like the yeah. fucking the, the the most recent IDO, like that's yeah. got that did a hundred X or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's just right. Like, what the fuck? What's going on? Yeah, what are you guys doing? Yeah, man. <laughs> or like the PFP drop, like the board ape that just sold for five million dollars or something like that, right? Yeah, and I guess we talk about this only to make sure we don't repeat the same mistakes because we got to be disciplined. We got to understand where we are. Yeah, every single time. I totally agree. Yeah, this is like a good time to reflect. This is yeah, dude. We're, it's like we're about to get we're about to you know we're we're in the locker room right in a football big football game <laughs> yeah. big sports game. It's like we all know we're about to go to war. Yeah. Right. And so we're, we're kind of like, uh, I don't know, reflecting and like game planning. It's like, what do we do, coach? Yeah. yeah. That's the, well, you're the coach right now, dude. It's like, uh, I don't know. What, what should we do, dude, to like not make critical mistakes? Yeah. You know what? Maybe we should make it a routine that every, every month we just look at the charts at, mm. at the, specifically the rainbow chart, just to give us context as to where we are. Where we're at. Yeah. And we yeah. do it once a month. That way we just stay consistent. It's like a, a time of, to pause and reflect yeah where we are not to allow our emotions to overtake like what's yeah. going on yeah because this has huge implications on a crypto business right this is where everything is booming everyone has yeah. a successful crypto company that's right right yeah that's why we haven't seen like the vcs pouring money into ordinals yet yeah even though it makes sense to us yeah yeah it's like if we were like a big big vc firm we'd be deploying yeah. the capital right now oh we while, would yeah. while everything is like dirt cheap yeah Right. And everything is unrealized. And whenever like these developers need the most backing and support. Right. Yeah. And, th and this is the reason why we say this is because we understand the technology so deeply. We're building into it. We know exactly what is happening technically. Yeah. And so if a project pitches to us like, hey, we're, we're doing this thing, we're doing that. Mm -hmm. And we understand what they're doing technically. And we know that it's unfeasible for these de Bitcoin developers to be eliminating spam we know that it's it's a good investment, yeah. right? Yeah. And so so yeah, that's that's like the the differences between like understanding the tech and yeah, it's and just, understanding the market basically. Yeah, like the whole ordinals thing. It's it's definitely it's 
very attractive, but I, I guess it's not like a full blown legitimate like realized trend yet in the in the scope yeah. of the whole Web three market, yeah. right? Yeah, and and you know different investors are going to have different profiles, risk to risk profiles, and yeah. so yeah, I mean the riskiest profile is ordinals by far. Yeah, that's like the highest risk to reward ratio. That's true. Sector, I would I would think, at the moment, I can't think of another one. Maybe AI. But even AI, yeah. it's like AI is like an already like proven thing, yeah. right? There's some data to suggest like AI. That's is another sector where you have really have to understand technically what is happening with AI. Like if a project working on AI, they're like, well, we got to spend, you know, $50 million on like buying GPUs. That may not be the greatest investment, right? Mm -hmm. But you understand that they need it. Yeah. So it might be like a necessary evil to invest to like move the football forward, if you will. Yeah, totally agree. So it's it's tough, man. And there's so much to learn too. That's uh, I'm I'm listening to the book uh, Builder by what's his name Tony Fidel. You mean Build? Yeah, Build. Biddle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't call it that. Yeah. Biddle, Biddle, Biddle. So Build. Yeah, we, we just happened to like stumble onto that Lex, uh, Friedman. Lex Friedman interview, right? Yeah. So he's like a big Apple guy. Yeah. Core he, developer. He does. He designed the uh, the Apple iPod. And iPhone too, right? And iPhone, yeah. <laughs> what a Chad. Yeah. <laughs> what accomplishments, dude. But yeah, he has like great fucking experience and understanding of like what it is that makes good companies, good products, yeah. good culture and all yeah. that stuff, right? I mean, the marketing. It. Yeah. It's Apple, dude. Of course he under yeah. he understood all that. And he worked alongside Steve Jobs, so he That's knows right. he knows how the mind operates of, yeah. you know, the man the legend, the myth himself, right? Yeah. So definitely a book. I want to read. Yeah. And it's encourage. definitely worth it. So I, I'm only, I just bought it. So I'm only like one chapter in, but it's really good. It's super relevant to us. Cause like we're trying to build, you know, we're, we are building, uh, something that he, uh, he identifies like whenever you're like an entrepreneur or you're in a startup environment, you have like two classes of decisions to make. You have like data driven decisions and you yeah. have opinion driven decisions, right? Yep, that's right. And that was like a big eye opener to me. Cause it's yeah. Like this whole, if you're building in the ordinals space at the moment, or like specifically for us, Bitmap, like this is a hundred percent like a opinion driven. Oh yeah, hundred percent like initiative, right? Because so let's let's give an example of what what a clear opinion driven decision was. So in in the context of um, iPhone, it was their opinion that it was better to have a software based phone rather than a hardware based. Sorry, software based keyboard. Mm. Rather than a hardware-based keyboard, yeah, because the data suggested that people were perfectly fine typing on their Blackberries mm -hmm. on the hardware keyboard. It's true, yeah, that was the biggest market at the time. Yeah, and Steve Jobs was like, "No, we're doing software-based keyboard." Right, exactly. And That's so that was purely opinionated. There's nothing to suggest that was going to work. Yeah, like there was no there was no evidence that should suggest this is what the market wanted. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, you, you kind of had to like think ahead yeah. before the market even exists and like had, you know, put forth that demand. You just know it's like, this is going to be better. Yeah. Right? And that's why when we were introduced to bitmap, we knew mm -hmm. that this had some value. Of course it was only our opinion. There's nothing to suggest yeah. that there was something Especially in that moment. And we're not talking about like now we decided to get involved when there was less than a hundred inscriptions of, of bitmaps. Yeah. Right? We, right. We didn't wait for like the, the block out to like, okay, no. now we're interested. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not, that wasn't the case. It's like just from the experience that we brought into that scenario, right. Of developing basically in the absence of any real standard yeah. in the metaverse space. Yeah. 
yeah, we saw all the problems that leads to, right? It's just, yeah, all the fragmentation, the non-collaborative environment, basically. There is no, there's no community. There's no culture behind, again, like there's these common shared missions of like, yeah, we're all working together to build infrastructure to mm-hmm. yeah. an open metaverse layer, right? So yeah. that's what this enables. And it's like a, if you think the metaverse, like when somebody deploys a virtual environment is a blank canvas. Yeah. Bitmap is that, but like in a much broader scope, like there really is a blank canvas here. Yeah, literally. Literally. Like, and and the people moving the ball forward in this context for Bitmap are the people thinking about the infrastructure and uh, the, the standards. Like what are the next standards after parcel inscriptions, for example? Yeah. And, and people are coming up with cool ideas. Like what, what is the money system going to be, right? What, what is, uh, what are games going to be like within yeah. uh bitmaps id ids identity yeah. yeah there's a there's a tweet here uh let's see uh well i guess <laughs> so many tweets dude yeah i'm I sure guess. you'll find it eventually i don't know if it was in the last <laughs> video one now. more dude there it there is, it is. <laughs> there it's it is. very end of the list okay so this is the one where you commented on so let's read this tweet so by vc.sats here, he says, Metaverse components, payments, it's going to be Bitcoin, decentralized identity, SNS, that's sats, um, avatars is ordinals, NFTs, digital lands, ordinals, NFTs, digital assets, ordinals, NFTs, VR, and AI. What did I miss? So IMAN comes in, you missed operating systems. Yeah. Without the core framework for developers to implement the function, the Metaverse goes nowhere. And he was like, care to explain? It says, for example, a vending machine that can be deployed in your virtual space in order for you to accept any digital payment and distribute ordinals to users interacting with the machine. The logic will come from the operating system it is built on top of. He was like, I think that's already possible today. You can design a 3D gallery to display ordinal NFTs and users can interact and buy assets directly from the wallet. It's like, correct. But also, uh, but we also want to enable non-developers to access to non-developers access to host these types of functions as well. This is where the operating system will come in handy. So we developers can create applications that bitmap holders can install on their plots and offer engaging content as well. He's like, I see your point. Yeah. I think that's important for us to kind of like begin discussing, right? Cause you, yeah. you're talking about um, the parcel inscription standard. It's like, it's basically uh, agreed upon. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's next? Right. We can't just we now we have like the inscription methodologies and mechanisms kind of like understood. We 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 can now deploy the bandwidth of like what the content that's gonna be deployed on top of that. Yeah. We figured that out as a collective, right? Uh all sourced by Batoshi Blockamoto. Yeah. You know, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> you know, thanks for that. But yeah, there's obviously he's he's laying out many, many new other components and like the operating system's a biggie. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's no small endeavor. No. Right. So well, how are we going to collectively start to contribute to these new well, components? I, I think I think we first have to illustrate what it's like not to have an operating system in the context of like the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of examples of this, but the best one would be let's assume that um, you you build sort of like a pseudo operating system, basically a 3D virtual world, 3JS, Unreal, Unity, whatever it is. Mm hmm. And of course, if you're a developer, you can build on top of that and you can develop a kiosk, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And in that kiosk, you can just, uh, someone can come in and purchase stuff from that kiosk, virtual goods, whatever it is, put them on as wearables, doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So it's like, well, what's wrong with that? It's like the problem with that is only developers could build that. Yeah. Right. And only developers can have the functionality to do that. And it has to be custom development every single time. Mm -hmm. And that's not suitable. That's not how it's done on the internet. Right. So what you need is a standardized types of different operating systems. Like for, for example, in today's world, we have windows, we have Linux, we have Apple, um, and there's probably like a, a fringe cases for other operating systems, but they under, they work under the same framework. They recognize text, yeah. they recognize images, they yeah. recognize TCP IP. Yeah. They recognize all these things across the board. Right. And so we need to build the exact same thing for the metaverse, right? We're going to have different operating systems. And so once you do that, once you recognize that that's in a specific layer, then you can start injecting uh, developers to bring apps on top of those things. Yeah. So when that happens, now you as a developer can create a little app that dispenses NFTs or ordinals from that app. Mm -hmm. And I, what I can do is I can deploy that application on top of my bitmap that's operating, that uses the same operating system that that application was built on top of. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, you as a developer, you're not building one-off things anymore. You're building functions that others can use and deploy where, where it's uh, standardized, where, where it's enabled. Yeah. And so that creates a bigger, better ecosystem for developers, a, a better user experience. And now I can customize my location with all these different applications. Right. Yeah, it's going to be big. These are, man, these are... Again, it's, it's so critical. Yeah. You know, this, this part here, it's extremely critical because it, it, the reason why it's so critical is because if developers can't figure out a way to make money, guess what they're going to do? Mm. They're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. hundred percent. And this is like a core, I guess, probably one of the biggest things, even like Apple, I think might struggle with this potentially, maybe not. Apple probably has the best shot as far as like, um, attracting the right developers but you know if you were paying attention to their vision pro presentation a couple mm -hmm. of months ago one of the big things they were talking about is you know their their developer tools and the ecosystem that they're going to create for for applications they yeah. said it outright of course of course they are the biggest slinger of apps like, yeah. on the planet right so they know that's where the value comes from yeah it's the app developers right so if they're building a whole new like system where humans are going to be like interacting with on the regular, they know the value in that, that type of experience is going to come from the functions of the apps that are being developed by the, you know, the third party app developers that tap into these frameworks. Right. Yeah. So we don't, that's Apple though. That's like a, the biggest company in the world. Yeah. Of course that they know that they have complete control and authority over their own like walled garden stack. of an ecosystem. Yeah. Their own stack. Yeah. Right. And then they have, you know, they're going to sell billions of these units over the years and you know, they're going to capture all that. Right. Yeah. But, we're trying to do something in a much different fashion, right? Where we're like, we, it's like an open call to the world who wants to contribute to like build a, yeah, like a distributed version of what Apple's like, um, you know, metaverse will be. Yeah. Right? And, and all that, all that means is that it's takes a bunch of people who want to do it, come uh -huh. to a consensus on the standards. Right. And like, for example, one consensus is bitmap, right? Yeah. Well, that's why that's so important, right? Cause you know, as the bitmap ecosystem continues to grow, which it is every time we keep looking at it, it was yeah. started like at 17 K at blockout. Now we're like at 18 five. Yeah. So that's 1500 new participants, right? That's right. In a week, roughly a week yeah. and a half or something. So 
And that's pre like opening up the market to parcel inscriptions, right? So yeah. we're going to see that number just continue to snowball and grow. It's almost like, you know, it's like witnessing people launching websites or yeah, like, you know, exactly in the early days of the internet. It's like yeah. eventually we're going to see that number in the millions. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you want. And I think that's what developers are looking for. Once they see like, dude, there's a, there's a million people yeah. in this like metaverse on Bitcoin called bitmaps. And they all own yeah. like, you know, developer bandwidth to where like I could build apps for them and then they could buy them from me and deploy them. And yeah, think, yeah. Think about what the developer is thinking when they hear that. There's like a million holders on bitmap. Yeah. Yeah. They all have, they all want to, you know, they all want to send me their Bitcoin. Well, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> because they, I make cool shit. They all know? want to deploy some cool stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so, so what do you do if you're that developer? Shit. You build apps. You build like the most badass app you could think of. Right. Yeah. That's the point. That's what's missing in this whole metaverse economy. Right. It's that, it's that motivation for the developer to come in and like try and exploit that market, you know, then that is how like all, all like of economics works, right? right. There has to be something to come in and exploit, right? There has to be an industry. Well, um, so exploit is, is, is an accurate term, but really it's discovering a problem and then building a solution to it. The problem is people are million of people holding land. Now what? Mm. Now there's a problem, right? A problem is yeah. that land is a virtual space that you can deploy apps on. Yeah. And so here's some apps that you can deploy on your virtual land. So you <clears> solve <throat> that problem by offering yeah. apps. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it, I mean, exploiting is correct. It's just, disco- it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're recognizing a problem and then building a solution. Right. And um, we don't know 100% like if, if it's not just going to be apps itself like there's gonna be so many different like stacks like uh, we're, we're seeing people do that now like uh, mm-hmm. imso chris he's building his own virtual environment right yeah. he's, he's deploying his own stack like mm-hmm. he's creating rendering his own avatar system that's right you know, where you could spin up like uh 3d models for your 2d ordinals and stuff that's yeah. that's that's part of his stack right right so who knows how he you know who else could leverage all that for their own individual bitmap ecosystem right like that's a whole different competing market right yeah that can emerge not just from the app layer but right like, right i guess that's like the operating system like layer right that's the operating system markets maybe they're going to be i'm pretty sure like in the early days of uh of like computers there's probably like so many different competing yeah. os's until yeah, like, they were like condensed into like you know a handful of them that yeah were and, and it wasn't so standardized much basically condensing it was just coming up with a better operating system and it was right. like windows and then yeah and then uh, Apple um, yeah. OS. So it, it was just, they, they just did it better and it it got enough developers to build on top of that. Well, that's what I mean. Like, But yeah, I, I think in the beginning stages, like I said, because it is a blank canvas. So who's going to start deploying the first operating systems? That's right, yeah. There probably will be many attempts. Yes. And who the fuck knows which one's going to win out and become like, yes. dude, this is the one I want to plug my bitmap into. So that's right. So basically, there's space here to build like the next fucking Microsoft. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There is. Yeah, for there's real. an opportunity in this metaverse space. Who's gonna be the the Bill Gates? Yeah, right? and dude, that's such a good example uh, or analogy is that there's gonna be a Windows operating system, and then there's gonna be an Apple operating system where Probably. Apple controls the entire stack. Yeah, they have the underlying infrastructure, then they have the operating system, and then they build their own apps. Yeah, and so it's we're gonna see that happening here in the metaverse as well uh yeah thousand percent and it's needed that's why i kind of like made that comment on this tweet you know because we need people to understand like uh, and th- this is across the board like we're in an infrastructure era for the metaverse 
broadly speaking, yeah. right? When people start to hear about like, you know, oh, the metaverse this, metaverse that, and they immediately assume it's a failed concept, failed yeah. experiment, because they come in and jump into these experiences and they don't feel like that that richness that 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 is being advertised, right? Yeah. Well, it's because a lot of these things are being built are not built on the proper standards and the proper right. frameworks. It's, it's not... The infrastructure doesn't exist yet to provide like the 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 true experience that everyone's expecting. Yeah, right? that's right. So I mean, it, same thing as like early anything, right? Yeah, yeah. And another one, another builder. We just interviewed Dirk and Bob Way from Expector, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, that was the previous podcast. And they're also building 3D experiences on top of Bitmap. Yeah. And so they have their own perspective on the operating system, right? They're using Unreal and they have their own avatar system as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're also selling the avatars. They're like really high resolution avatars as well. So, mm-hmm. right, they, they, they're they building the operating system of the metaverse as well. So mm. that's just another example of all this sort of organically happening. Yeah. So, so yeah, the link for the podcast will be in the description as well. Um, so it was a good conversation with, um, Dirk and Bob mm-hmm. and I really like Bob's kind of like perspective on things. Cause he, he goes, I think he's been in the industry for like 40 years. And so he was tying a lot of the parallels between what occurred with the internet and what yeah. probably will occur with the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's that's so. There's like a also there's like a video out there on the internet. <laughs> I don't, maybe we'll link this as well. It's like a hour and a half like hit piece basically about Decentraland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like uh, the Metaverse is like a dead mall or something yeah, like that's that. It. That's yeah, it. hilarious. Yeah, a very entertaining video. Uh, whether you're a Metaverse enthusiast or not, or have any previous experience in Decentraland or not, but we have a lot of experience in Decentraland. Mm-hmm. So that documentary basically what it was yeah really hit it's two hours long super long <laughs> very well researched yeah uh very much in depth uh addresses a lot of like yeah the things that like i said most newcomers would be concerned about whenever they first hear about the metaverse and they try and experience it for the first time that's basically like the synop well that that, that was the experience of that documentary right mm-hmm. it's like what is the big fucking deal yeah right and then in his case he didn't really he didn't find you didn't yeah. find that magic, I guess, that's being advertised by Apple and yeah. Facebook and Meta and all these people. Like, dude, the metaverse is it. It's the next thing. Yeah. Well, it's because of that. It's like, you know, it's like trying to show somebody like a, a web page from like the 70s pre Netscape era. Yeah. <laughs> and telling, trying to convince them, like, dude, this is going to be like the future of how humanity will, you know, shares information, communicates, you know, uh, does business. Mm-hmm everything that the internet is today right it's trying yeah it's it's trying to convince somebody that everybody's going to have a web page like every single company is going to have a web page and then then you're looking at it it's like this is dog yeah dog (laughs) doo-doo basically yeah i I can't obviously i can't imagine that uh because we were like little babies back then well (laughs) not i was in the the 70s we weren't babies we weren't even born yet so well i'm talking like early 90 maybe like 92 93 Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember the internet in 92. I'm pretty sure it was... It was so terrible, ass. though. I know. That's my, that's my point. Like, so... I get it. I understand, like, the, the desire to dogpile on this, like, anti-metaverse sentiment and stuff. Yeah, because it's easy. Especially, yeah, in its current state. Yeah, and this guy who did the video, I mean, that's that's largely what he does. Is, like, he just understands, like, the sentiment of a given subject... And then you just like dog pause. Same on thing with NFTs. I haven't watched the NFT one yet, but he made yeah. another hit piece. Two I, hours, two and a half hours long. About NFTs. 
easy target again. Yeah. But again, like, dude, you, you, it's expected, I guess. Like, yeah, the first, first penetration, you know, boom and bust, it happened just like with the internet again. We're going to keep paralleling everything to the internet. Like, yeah, it's like, there always is a parallel to that. It's like making the assumption that the very first iteration of a new idea, like let's say the metaverse and Decentraland, Mm -hmm. like you're you're gonna assume Decentraland is gonna have it right the first time. Exactly. Right? Is no is, is this really the expectations that we have about things? That's like, an unrealistic one for sure. Was the i the first iPhone the the best impl- implementation of the iPhone? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It didn't have an app store. It mm-hmm. had like twelve apps. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand percent. Or the first uh, I don't know. First computer. First car. Yeah. Like first anything. Like first, it's gonna be terrible. First kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely wasn't your best makeout, right? TJ, no, definitely not. Chime in here, dude. Probably uh most memorable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, most yeah, definitely Decent- not the best. Decentraland is definitely gonna be memorable. Oh, right? yeah. Everyone's yeah. gonna remember Decentraland in, in like twenty years from now. Yeah. After we've had plenty of metaverse like lays, right? <laughs> Whatever you want to call them, you're gonna remember that first. He's like, "Holy shit, dude! That that, that was that was terrible. That was truly a stinker, wasn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean?" Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 not fair, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, and, and also like, you know, this and it's a little like lazy just to kind of like throw the whole fucking like idea and concept to the side because of that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I don't know. If but it's lazy also, we, we gotta we have we have to understand context of like the motivations of people. It's like, yeah, maybe the metaverse is is not that great of experience today, but the motivation to do a two hour long decentraland focus is is not an, an indictment of the metaverse. It's more of like ca- understanding the market that it's like okay, people are dumping on the metaverse. Let's do a video on dumping on the metaverse. Yeah, and all of a sudden he gets three million views. Yeah, right. You're not yeah. going to do a a video dumping on the metaverse when like the metaverse has a multi-trillion dollar market cap. No. Right? Uh, yeah, that's I never going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's not going to happen anymore. Basically, yeah, you're right. Imagine how many like YouTubers would have like like chased clout. Like I said, if YouTube was a thing on in the early internet, like Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, if, like, if look it at these, was, yeah. Look at these dog shit like, you know, websites. Pet.com and like yeah. all these fucking 90s like scam companies that IPO'd. That's right. In the late 90s and attributed to the dot-com boom and bust cycle. Yeah. Yeah, like after that bust, there'd be like YouTubers all over the place like talking about like just yeah. making fun of the internet. That's right. Yeah. Claiming it's a scam. It was yeah. just like a money-making, you know, Ponzi just yes, to get people Exactly. Like, same thing. Yeah. It same exact thing would have happened. But of course, that thing that those people would have mocked and made fun of led to YouTube being a reality in the first place. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I, why bring it up? I don't know. <laughs> well, out of I pure, mean, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's we just, we had to react somehow to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a good video. I mean, I laughed my ass off. dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fucking great moments in that video. Yeah. Like it was very well produced. The comedy, like as far as, yeah, obviously there was like a, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a bias, but there was there was a tone. Yeah, there was a tone. Yeah, Yeah. it's just I mean he's just capitalizing on the sentiment. That's it. Yeah. Which as a YouTuber, that's what you got to do. That's part of the YouTube game. It's like understand markets and where they are, the sentiment where they are, and you talk about that thing. Yeah. So that when people search for that thing, your video comes up. Hundred percent. Yeah. So having said that, um, so there's a lot of work. Oh yeah, a lot of work. This metaverse thing. So yeah, 
But it's like many times in, in this podcast, we talked about, man, it would, it would have been cool to like experience the whole up and coming internet thing. Oh yeah. I've been saying right. that like my whole life. Dude. And, been... and we're, we're lucky to be participating in like the crypto space because that is like the next thing. I totally agree. And like the thing after that is like, you know, we're in parallel is the metaverse. Yeah. I mean the metaverse, I think encompasses everything. And I like the way Bob way, like kind of like encapsulated what it like the three, I like breaking things down to like three, like three pillars, three tenants, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Anything you want. Like, so for the metaverse case, like, you know, what makes it better than the internet, I guess. Mm. It's like uh, the the injection of like real economics is yeah. one. Uh, the second one, uh, damn it. multiplayer. Oh yeah, the multiplayer shareable yeah. experience type element. The internet largely is not a multiplayer thing. Yeah, you're kind of like exploring this thing. It's like you, by you know you know intuitively that Google is a big company, right? Yeah, and you know intuitively that millions of people are going to Google.com. They're all searching right. with like at the same time you are. Yeah, right? yeah, but then when yeah. you go to Google.com, it's like. There's nobody here. Yeah. There's nothing. It's just a, just a page. Just a box. It is just a box. So yeah. Like, so like it doesn't even necessarily have to be like uh, some 3D immersive because that's the third tenant, the pillar, right? Yeah. And he identifies as probably like the least important one. I, I kind of agree. It doesn't necessarily have to be like this Agreed. ultra 3D, like hyper realistic immersive thing. Agreed. That's probably like a down the line, like killer feature. Yeah. Nice to have. I mean, yeah. we're, we're get when we were, Putting on our glasses, our AR glasses in the future. Yeah. Naturally, we're going to be in the metaverse already, right? Right. And so sometimes we want to be immersed in like this 3D environment. Other times we want to be here in the same room, but we have like a Twitter feed, you know, in in the corner somewhere. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, right now it's about like setting these primitives of like establishing digital identity, which a lot of like Web Web three enables, you know, yeah. NFTs, ordinals. That that is what that is. It's the beginning stages. Yeah. Of like actual hard coded, you know, verifiable, immutable on chain identity, right? You're you're doing that every time you're collecting, you know, a digital asset. Yeah. You're attributing to that identity over time, right? So that 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 is the big experiment. Yeah. That is unraveling before our eyes. That will obviously translate into the metaverse space at some point. Yeah. Or like it already is happening now, right? Because that, that that is the point. That identity you build for yourself is going to travel with you wherever you go in this virtual mm. space, right? This virtual universe that we're about to unleash. Right? Yeah. But yeah, in order to do that, then we need things like interoperability, mm-hmm. which require things like standards and frameworks to build on top of. So it's a lot, dude. There's a lot of layers to this, you know, yeah. this grand vision. Right? Yeah. If, if you didn't have interoperability, it would be like some operating systems support .jpg and .png and other operating systems don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All yeah. operating yeah. systems have to support these primitives, that JPEG and PNGs. Right. Right. Well, yeah. That's how you make them interoperable. <clears throat> you yeah. can't, you can't have interoperability without support. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel it's, it's in- intuitive to us. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know if people would disagree with this, uh, well, this outline. I don't know, but basically what you guys just witness was uh, us pouring out like the last four years of our yeah like aggregate understandings like we we've we've come to these like opinions through through uh four years of trial, trial and, error. and error yeah pain and suffering like <laughs> <laughs> join euphoria yeah like everything every like spectrum of emotion you can imagine like we've felt it all and we've experienced it all as much as you can in this four-year time span yeah 
and like being dedicated to this like singular mission, right? Which is yeah. like oh, the metaverse, the open metaverse. We've been there. Yeah. Right? So so <clears throat> let's uh let me test your 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 I guess your computer here, your processor. Me? All right. Yeah. I okay. Mean, oh, all right. Fuck. You, so, every time you do this, dude. I <laughs> I start to sweat like right away. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. All right, let, let's let you tell me what's the outcome of this simulation, right? This hypothetical situation. All right, so you're building an app, right? And the app is pretty cool, right? The application is pretty cool, but it's running on an operating system that is not very uh, efficient, right? And it doesn't give you the elbow space mm. to do more things with this application. Correct. What would be the outcome of such app? Uh, it would not be that great. Right. And then, <laughs> and then right? how many, did I, did I answer? Yeah. I, I mean, okay. yeah, it, right, it wouldn't right. be great. Right. Yeah. It would be probably Limiting. usable. Yeah. It's, it would it, suck. Dude. It would. Yeah. And then, and then in this scenario, how many computer manufacturers would opt to use that op operating system in this scenario? Um, uh, probably only the struggling ones, mm. right? Yeah. 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 Because probably cheaper, cheaper and yeah. And, and it maybe, works maybe you to could, some extent. Yeah. And, but, you, and, and those other ma manufacturers probably have to develop new operating systems if they wanted to. Yeah. It's like those fucking like those, you know, when you go to Amazon, you like search like tablet. Yeah. Of course you got like, you got like apples and you know, Android, uh, Microsoft, you got the good like high tier companies. Yeah producing you know hardware and yeah. software and these are usually generally like pretty good user experiences right but there's always that class of like you know company that you don't even never heard of that name of that company but they still make these things yeah yeah <laughs> and if, i don't know if you ever bought one of those before but i have and it's like holy shit this is like total ass in comparison yeah. but there's still a market for it yeah you know it's people the buy kids. exactly that's yeah. why i bought them it's like yeah the kids could blow this shit up i don't care yeah. it's like it's one tenth the price but also one-tenth the fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> one-tenth the usefulness, you know? Yeah. So, that, yeah, that's that's the point, right? It's just Yeah, and that's really the challenge here is like we need to come up with really good operating systems so yeah. that we can uh, yeah, allow developers to have room to experiment and figure out what's going to work. But that's what's so cool and exciting about this, dude. Like, they're literally, like, it's it's like early... It's it's early anything in tech, right? Like, yeah, there's an opportunity for like you know a Steve Jobs and a Steve Wozniak to yeah. like meet somewhere in some garage somewhere in the planet in the virtual space now, whatever, and just start building that operating system. Yeah, or whatever it is they feel is like going to be the the, the thing that moves the ball forward to a significant degree. Yeah, to where now the metaverse isn't like this faded thing, right? Like yeah. you know somebody might have that grand vision. Maybe it's us. I don't know. Yeah. We have a future vision in our head, like yes, at some point in the future, everybody is going to embrace the metaverse the way we think it should be embraced, right? Just like you know, Steve Jobs, like every day in the future, everyone's gonna need their own computer. Mm -hmm. He yeah. just felt that in his fucking plums, dude. I don't know and he why. He did, <laughs> and he fucking did it. And he, he did it. That's so he made crazy. It happen. He's like, you same know, same thing with Elon. It's like we we should be driving electric vehicles, dude. And we've had. I don't even want to get into it. We've had electric vehicles <laughs> okay. for like the last 40 years, but yeah, they sucked ass. They sucked ass. Yeah, they did. Exactly. So yeah. they were building those, like those shitty kid tablets. Yeah, that's right. And then somebody came in and, well, he came in and built the, 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 the top grade thing. Yeah, that's right. So we're building shitty tablets in the metaverse right now. <laughs> that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, there we go. That's we good. have like a, f a fucking sea of ass. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so who's going to be the, yeah, like the, the, yeah, the Apple or the Elon? Yeah. yeah. Who's going to bring about like the quality basically? Yeah. That's so important. It is. And it can't, it's not, you don't have to necessarily look at like a fucking, like it has to be like this billion dollar company, right? Yeah. It could be yeah. some guys in a garage. Yeah. Just like it happened before in history's past, you know? Yeah. 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 It's possible. It could happen again here in this metaverse space. Dude, you know, I, just, I totally agree, dude. Yeah. So that's why it's exciting, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so just, uh, you weren't here TJ, but yesterday we were watching our live stream, one of our first live streams. Uh, from oh, the yeah. podcast, and we were watching the unveil of the Cybertruck, mm. and it was quite entertaining <laughs> watching what what happened four years ago. Yeah, it was funny, right? I remember you made a comment, something about like you said something your company. I was like, what 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 company? Dude, I don't have any companies. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, now we have like four of them now. Yeah. Dude. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. What could happen in four years? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So so yeah, um, yeah. The reason why I was I brought up. Elon was because I just had that in my memory that we watched that video again. Yeah. But it was, it was interesting. Our reaction. I'm glad we captured that reaction. Yeah. Of we the need cyber to... truck. Cause it was like, first it was like disgust. And then there was like justifications. Like, yeah, I want it for you. I think you, I, I was like a little, I don't know. Well, I don't know what my problem was. Like, I want one now, but back then I was like talking shit. I was like, dude, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I was like, you're going to see one in the driveway one day, dude. <laughs> yeah. TJ, you're about to get one, are you? Well, not about to, but you're well, on the as list. As soon as they let me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm lined up at the door waiting, knocking. But you're one of the first, like, uh, first waves, right? Yeah, I should be. Dude, okay, when you get it, dude. Yeah. We're, we're doing a full, like, uh, walkthrough unboxing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the little ATV, too? No, uh, I don't think well, that was an option. That, that was an option. <laughs> that was just like a showcase for the. Yeah, when you sure ordered one, when you yeah. ordered it, did you also tell them like which which permutation you wanted? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, dude. All right. Well, looking forward to that. So. Yeah. Well, that's uh, cool. Cybertruck. And we're right next to uh, Austin too, so we might be the first ones to get it too. Right on, dude. All right, that's it for us. All the links will be in the description. We had a uh, long lengthy discussion on the metaverse again yatsu <laughs> again yeah um what else ordinals bullish sentiment xrp is no longer security congratulations to uh ripple holders there and to the i don't know broader crypto community so yeah this is it dude it all starts now i guess like yeah. a bull, bull market is now all right, guys, let us know if you um, found something that you want us to talk about. We'll be in the comments, of course, as usual. And uh, follow us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner, at Meadowzone.io, and at Roby AI. And we'll catch you in the next podcast. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>